Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, at this time on a Monday morning, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulos. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K.com, and on Twitter using the handle thekook. Stephen, good morning. And a very good morning to you, Sean. I hope you had a quieter weekend, given the previous few weekends you'd yeah. spent at the racetrack watching your horse run around. And watching her run and, and perform creditably. Look, she's not a Group 1 horse, even though she was running in Group 1 races. So at one level, it was a little bit disappointing. But on the other, she gave gave it all. She gave 110% and uh, did well. She's having a little a spill in the paddock. She'll be back in a couple of months. Now, I've got to tell listeners that I was actually at the races, not with Stephen. Stephen was also there. And I texted him at one point, the race before Stephen's horse was running. There was a horse running around called Economist. And I texted Stephen oh. and said, surely you're going to put your money on that. And you said, of course, did nothing. We lost ours. And it actually, I read the stewards report, it pulled up lame. Oh. <laughs> and that is not a joke. That is not a joke. So a very lame economist there. Lame so economist. Um, I'm sure he's going for a spell too. Talking about economics, those labour force numbers last week, not bad. They, they were not bad at all. We saw um, the March employment report come out and it had uh, jobs increasing by a, a pretty chunky 53,000 for the month, which was a, a little bit better than the market was expecting. The unemployment rate remained stable at just a tick above a 50-year low of 3.5%. Uh, the participation rate went up. So when we cut through all of the you know, volatility and the noise of month-on-month different readings in uh, the labour market data, because they are volatile month-to-month, it was generally a pretty solid result. So saying that even though the economy is slowing down, and it is, the labour market's pretty resilient. Okay, so the Reserve Bank is very interested in the labour market when it thinks about interest rates. It's also very interested in the National Australia Bank Sentiment Conditions Survey, and that came out last week too. It did, and it was again, it was solid. There was not much movement uh, in the various indicators of conditions, sentiment, and prices paid and these sorts of other subcomponents, employment intentions and these sorts of things. So in a sense, it was just confirming what we do know, and that is the business sector is travelling pretty well. There's a degree of caution in the confidence measure. So uh, firms are clearly watching the interest rate hiking cycle, global conditions where the Clearly, the global economy is slowing down as well. So, but all up, it's it's a sort of a survey that's consistent with yeah, the economy is still growing. That you know, fears of recession are uh, just not there in any of the business confidence numbers. And it was again another solid result, not booming, but certainly nowhere near the sort of hard landing that you know a few people are speculating about right now. And the Westpac Melbourne Institute Consumer Sentiment Survey shows that rates really matter. <laughs> They do, and it shot up by almost 10% month on month. And, of course, that was the month where the RBA held rates steady. So the um, the sentiment, they break it down between uh, mortgage holders and people who own their house without debt and renters and the like. But the people with the mortgage, their optimism shot up dramatically. So Mm. all of a sudden, consumers are feeling optimistic that they had, for the first time in 10 uh, RBA meetings, no hike in interest rates. And, look, I think we've also got to just put it into context too. The level of sentiment's still more pessimist than optimist, so it's still at a negative reading, but it's off the canvas. And um, you know, another couple of months where it starts to pick up, you'd be thinking that you know, maybe the consumer side of the economy will, you know, after a bit of a soft patch in the first half of this year, might do a little better in the second half. It's also worth mentioning last week, uh, we had Jim Chalmers in Washington, we had the Reserve Bank Governor over there, but we also had US inflation figures, which kind of sort of the headline number was pretty good, though the underlying one perhaps not quite so promising. 
Yes, we had, uh, well, the headline figures show that annual inflation in the US only rose by 0.1% in the month and the annual figure dropped down to 5.0% from the peak above 9% uh, about seven or eight months ago. So inflation's on the way down. There's no question about that. And obviously with different trends happening in oil prices, now they've picked up a bit, of course, with the OPEC decision a few weeks ago. But basically, one of the reasons why inflation was falling because petrol prices in the US were down. But as you quite rightly pointed out, you strip out food and energy, uh, the volatile items in the uh, consumer price index basket in the US. And we had the month-on-month reading at 0.4%, the annual figure around about 5.5% still. So again, it's, it's off the highs, but not falling as much as some of the doves would really love to see. So the jury's out about whether there's going to be another rate hike next month from the Federal Open Markets Committee in the US. It's it's sort of like a line ball call. But even having said that, we know we're very, very close to the end of the rate hiking cycle in the US. Okay. So putting all that together, and this is called the week ahead, though there's not a lot out this week apart from the Reserve Bank minutes. Where are we up to? What do you think the Reserve Bank in the next few weeks will be thinking about Given the labour force stats, the the consumer sentiment, the business conditions, what's happening overseas? What are they thinking about? Yeah, well, we also had uh, Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock giving comments on a panel discussion last week, and she was asked quite directly, you know, why did you pause in the month of April at the April board meeting? She said, look, it wasn't really because of the banking problems. Remember that, you know, the couple of the US banks were under a lot of pressure and actually went bust um, a month or so ago. She said, look, that wasn't really the key issue. For us, is was twofold. We have one eye on the labour market. So we've obviously had confirmation that that's remaining pretty firm. And we have a, another eye on the fact that we've already done a lot, that we've hiked 350 basis points over the last 12 months. So, Throwing that all into the into the great big melting pot, I think they've got a bias to hike interest rates, but they'll need a trigger to actually move higher. And uh, on the current data, as it sits right now, they'd probably be pausing again at the May meeting. But having said that, next week on the 26th of April, on the Wednesday, we have the uh, March quarter inflation numbers. Now, I think it almost goes without saying, you know, if they're high, then the rate hike is well and truly back on the agenda for May. If they're sort of as expected, you know, the RBA will sound all hawkish, but probably do nothing. And hopefully they come in nice and low and the RBA will still do nothing. You know, we're still a million miles from a rate cut, but we're, you know, just want to see that inflation number to be sure whether we've got that trajectory lower in the inflation momentum. Stephen, have a great week. Thank you, Sean. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. 